John was that person that was close to Jesus. And John was the only one of the disciples that didn't die a martyr's death, meaning God honored him so much because he lived such a life of dedication and commitment. In fact, John said, if, if I was to tell you everything that Jesus said, said the worlds could not contain the book. Well, that meant John could hear Jesus, man. He could hear the Lord talking. The truth of the matter, when you are the whole book of John, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I the book of John, it only covers 11 days. That whole book is written. If that's why John said, if I was to tell you everything that Jesus said, then our world wouldn't contain the books. John could hear Jesus. Everybody say, John could hear Jesus. And so John give us scriptures that, that relate to us being able to hear God. All right, everybody say, I'm his sheep. That I'm, I'm his sheep if I'm hearing the voice of God. Uh, that's what John told us. In fact, in John chapter 10, verse 27, notice what it says. It said, my sheep hear my voice. Who hears God's voice? My sheep. How many believe that? Do you believe that scripture? Do you believe that's what John was saying? It said, my sheep hear my voice. So what that means is this. If you're a sheep of the Lord, God has given you a unique quality inside you. You can hear God's voice. You may not be hearing it. You may be hearing it by mistake. You may not be understanding it. You may, but I'm here to tell you, if you're God's real sheep, you can hear God's voice. God has made every sheep with that unique quality. Now I'm going to begin reading with verse 3. It says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice, and they come to him. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know the stranger's voice, do they? Then verse 14, it says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. I tell you what, in those verses right there, I wish we had time to stay on them. We don't. But this is a cure for unity, togetherness, whether it's a unity in a household or whether it's unity in the church. John said, the way you bring people together is you get people hearing the voice of God. He said, when people begin to hear the voice of God, even those of other households, other foes, begin to come together and a supernatural unity is formed. Don't try to come together over doctrine, honey, but you come together over hearing the voice of God. That's why God made it so important. It doesn't matter whether you're Baptist, Methodist, Assembly of God, tongue talker, not tongue talker, worshiper, not a worshiper. It doesn't matter. The thing that's going to bring us together is when we all begin to hear the voice of God. Because that's the unique quality. Amen. Verse 27 again. My sheep listen to my voice. So not only do we hear it, but we listen. Are you listening for it? Are you asking God for things? And expecting God to answer you things? My sheep Listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. There's three qualities of a sheep. Number first quality is they can hear God. If you're a sheep of the Lord, then you can hear God. God put it within you, whether you're doing it or not. But me this morning, I'm trying to create an open door in your life. 
to where that you begin to see God wants me to hear Him. God's built me to hear Him. And I'm going to begin to use my faith to hear Him. I'm going to train myself to hear God. Because the first quality is they hear God. Everybody say they hear God. They hear His, hear his voice. Not just hear God. They hear His voice. Everybody say voice. They hear His voice. The second is they know Him. God knows you. Now, the Bible, Jesus Himself gave the warning when people try to use miracles being that sign. Say, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not done mighty miracles? Jesus said, I don't know you. Because Jesus knows sheep that hear his voice. So the second quality of of a sheep is they, they are known by God and God knows them. But the third quality is they follow him. They follow him. Who are you following? What are you trying to achieve in your life? Has, has God spoken to your heart? Has, God, has there been a voice of the Lord that has spoken to your heart and told you what to do with your life? Is there been a voice? That's, that's what it's going to take, honey. You can guess. You can try to drag. You can try to take as many evaluations as possible. But the way you're going to know what God wants you to do in life is the voice of the Lord will have to come to you and tell you. That makes God the necessary ingredient in all of our life. What God's saying is, you've got to do more than study about me. You've got to listen to me. Do you hear what I'm saying? You've got to do more than study about me. You've got to listen to me. That's why the Bible is full of scriptures just like this. When, when it talks about sheep being able to hear and, and Jesus, sheep being able to be, know him. I mean, some of you feel like, I feel so far away from God. Honey, you will never, ever truly feel that you know God until you hear God talking into you. When you begin to hear God speaking His voice into your life, then you will feel for the first time in your life, you will feel alive. You will begin to feel, I know God. How do I know God? Because I hear him talking to me. And God tells me good things. Amen? Amen. So those things. All right, now, there are scriptures all through the Bible that speak this. In Jeremiah chapter 33, 3, I love this. It's called to me. God's asking. It's what he said. Call to me. God said, talk to me. <laughs> God said, talk to me and ask me questions. And I will give you answers. That's what he says here. That's why I said in Jeremiah 33, it says, call to me and I'll answer you. And I will tell you great and hidden things that you didn't know. God said, I will begin to tell you things that you needed to know, but you didn't know. I will begin to direct your life in ways that you were trying to direct it yourself. I'll be able to lead you through this. I'll be able to lead you through the relationships. I'll be able to lead you through the job situations. I'll be able to lead you. What God is saying is that you'll call. If you'll ask me, God says, I will talk back to you. And then Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 is another one of those verses like there are many, many in the Bible. And it says, Behold, Jesus said that. Behold, I stand at the door and knock if any man hears my voice. Who's going to be able to open the door to the Lord? Those that do what? Those that hear his voice. Uh, Jesus said, If you won't open doors in your life, hear my voice. Some of you are trying your best to push that door open. Some of you are just trying the best. You're going, I'm going to make this door open up. I'm going to keep banging on this door till it opens. But Jesus said the way that door opens is that we hear his voice. Amen. 
And then, don't you love, then we're going back where sheep listen or hear a voice, and Jesus, sheep know him. Amen. Now, there's three variables here, and that I want you to remember those three variables, that the variable is to hear him, that makes me a sheep, to know him, and then to follow him. There's, some, there's another quality about sheep that's so important in those scriptures. It's not only hearing, but it's heeding. Uh, that's why the last part of that verse says, follow him. See, it's of vital importance that not only do I hear God, but I begin to heed God. Now, I have help when I hear God. The help that I have when I hear God is this. The help that I have is I get a supernatural faith. <laughs> I mean, we have a faith that comes inside of us. Did y'all's face sound like that? Y'all's face sound like that? <laughs> I can feel it. There's a supernatural faith that comes in your life when you hear it. And then all of a sudden there becomes a strength and a power. The book of Proverbs talks about it as being a spirit of might. Uh, what that means is God may be asking you to do things that you just feel like you can't do. But out of hearing God, there is a might. Everybody say a might. That's the power to do whatever God told you to do. There is a spirit of might that comes in you. To help you do whatever God told you to do. Well, let's think a quick moment. Let's go all the way back to the book of Genesis. Think a quick moment about Adam and Eve. Now, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3, and they heard the voice of the Lord God. So can you see that they heard God? They heard His voice. But see, sheep not only have to hear Him, sheep have to heed Him. All right, and what Adam and Eve's problem was, they could hear God, but they didn't heed. They heeded the wrong person or the wrong voice. What it was is that because that Eve heeded the voice of the enemy. So I don't know what it is. If you've heard God, maybe God's put in your heart to do some great things. Maybe God's told you some things. Maybe God's given you some promises over your family. Maybe the Lord. But then right behind that, there's this voice of the enemy. Now, the voice of the enemy puts fear. And that's what Eve defeated her. That's why she didn't heed God. Because all of a sudden she became fearful, even though she heard from God. But I'm going to tell you what, you're not of those that hear and don't heed. You're of those that hear God and heed the voice of God. Because you know what happens? But, but now Adam, it wasn't so. Adam had people in his life that he put before God. And so he couldn't heed. He could hear God, but he couldn't heed God. Because there were voices in his life of people... That God, Adam was putting before God. You know how it was? Adam said, she did it. She's the one that told me. And you remember what she said? Oh, it was a snake. It was a snake. <laughs> so whatever or whoever's voice it is in your life that you're putting before God, what it's going to do is this. It's going to call disobedience. And what disobedience does, it forms a big mute button on your voice with God. I mean, what happens is, is when you, when you no longer heed God, no longer obey God, when God be, is speaking to your heart and, and you're scared or you're frightened or you're, or you're, well, my wife won't let me do that, you know, or, or my husband won't let me do that, or, or when you begin to heed other people's voice. Now, there's, there's respect. Everybody say there's respect in every relationship. But that's not what God's talking about. God's talking about when we begin to not do what He says and we begin to do what other people tell us not to do or tell us to do. What it does, it pushes a button on our conversation with God. 
It's a mute button. Then all of a sudden we can't hear God. What are we going to do about that? Well, first thing we have to do, we have to go back to God. And we say, Lord, I'm sorry. I let other people or I let other things get in my way. I'm sorry, Lord. I was afraid to do it. I was fearful to do what you said. And so, Lord, I ask you in Jesus' name that you would forgive me. Can't God do a lot with forgiveness? Man, I tell you what, you don't have to prove yourself to God when you come for asking for forgiveness. Man, all you have to do is just go into him and kneel before him and say, Lord, I'm here to receive your forgiveness. I'm listening to the wrong person. I was been listening to the wrong voice. Lord, I want to hear your voice in my life again. I want to hear your direction in my life again. So, Lord, I ask you to forgive me. And at those points, and God forgives us. And you know the amazing thing about God? God trusts us. Now, you know how we do our, 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 our neighbor or somebody like us. They say, I'm sorry. I, you say, are you sorry again? And they say, I'm sorry two times. And I say, are you sorry again? And they say, I'm sorry three times. That's not so with God. God trusts you. Amen. That when you ask God to forgive you, he forgets. He forgives you. Isn't that wonderful? So the next time you come back to God, you say, you know me, Lord. I'm that low down good for nothing that failed you before. God said, no, I don't remember that person. But I do remember that person that asked forgiveness and let me forgive them. Amen. And so the Lord unmutes that button. All right, now, a couple of scriptures that relate to that is, is this. Hosea chapter 9, verse 17. Notice what it says. My God will reject them because they did not listen to him. Is that what it says? Now, how many believe that we just believe the scripture? I mean, how many, how many, who here this morning will say, you know what? I'm just the kind of person I'll believe the scripture. If somebody said, will you jump up and give the Lord a shout? Come on, come on, somebody, just somebody. Yeah, all right, I'll believe the scripture. I'll believe the scripture. I'll believe the scripture. I'll believe the scripture. Believe the scripture. Well, notice what the scripture says. The scripture says, God says, I will reject them. What does that mean? Whatever God told me to do becomes rejected. Whatever it is God wanted me to do because I didn't listen to Him. I mean, God considers it a serious thing when we don't listen to Him. I mean, when God is dealing with us, and there's a whole list of things here that could, that could mute our life or mute God. It, it, it could be as easy as the Lord speaking to our heart that I needed to change. Jerry, you're just too hard. I'm going to help you be soft. Okay, Lord, I hear your voice. That's my goal. And maybe you were standing up in worship here this morning, and God spoke to your heart and said, you need to forgive him. And you said, oh, Lord, I can't. But he, God said, yes, forgive him. And you said, oh, yes, Lord, I'll forgive him. Or, or, or maybe you're driving to work in the morning, you're worshiping the Lord, and in the midst of that worship, God speaks to you and says, when you get out on that job today, I want the first thing you to do is... Then God fills in the blank. And you say, oh God, thank you for making this day have great meaning. Thank you, Lord. See, as God begins to direct you, as God begins to, to, then the major thing is, is that we obey him. Amen. Now, Matthew gives the answer for it all. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21 says, for your heart will always pursue what you esteem as your treasure. So if you don't know what you're going to go for, 
who you're going to listen to, who voice you're going to claim, what your voice is going to have importance in your life, is what you're treasuring. If you're treasuring the wrong thing, you're going to listen to the wrong voices. And if you're treasuring the wrong thing, you're going to follow the wrong voice. Amen? Amen. Okay, I'm, 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 going, to take, I'm going to take about eight more minutes, okay? And then we're going to conclude it. But there's a second thing. Not only am I his sheep, but I'm his treasure when it comes to hearing God's voice. Listen to me. Will you, will you help me look through some scriptures real quick? We've got eight minutes. Will you help me do that? I want to first mention to you the area of dispensations. Hearing the voice of God is so important. It's just not a New Testament thing. It's just not a grace dispensation thing. Because God has always valued His voice as the most important thing you could hear. Always God has valued that. So uh, the three major dispensations, there's some other dispensations, dispensations of cons- conscience. Dispensations simply, that's the way God dealt with a particular group of people at a particular time. So he said, I don't understand the Old Testament, New Testament, different dispensations. He dealt with the Old Testament people under the law, and he deals with us under grace. How many is going to choose grace? You need to quit saying you don't understand, honey. You just enjoy your grace. So the dispensations, well, we, we can go all the way back even to the, into the dispensation of patriarchs. What patriarchs was, what that meant is God dealt with daddies and families. That, that's the way he dealt with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He, he dealt with daddies and he dealt with families. And why that mean that he didn't deal with nations much? But he dealt with families. And, and you remember what he told Abraham? He said, Abraham, because you listen to me, I'm going to bless all your family. How many love that? We don't want God to do away with that either, do we? And God prized his voice with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob. Them hearing God's voice took care of their whole family. All right, then it came along, we, we call the dispensation of the law. Now, that's the one that we don't like with all the regulations and guidelines and all that kind of stuff. There's like 600, how many is it, sweetheart? 600 what? How many laws? 632 laws. That's a lot of obedience. Or should I say that's a lot of disobedience? 632 laws. But during the process, now I want to give you some scriptures real quick that relate to that period of time. If you would, real quick, turn with me to the book of Exodus chapter 15. And roll with me back there, because I've got about four minutes left, so roll with me. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, says, Exodus 15, 26, is saying, this is what God said, saying, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord. That's what he said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in His eyes, and pay attention to His commands, and keep all of His statutes, then I will not bring on you any of the diseases that I inflicted on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. How many are thankful? He is the Lord who heals you. And the first requirement of healing is this. is listening and heeding the voice of God. That means I'll get something. All right, now look at chapter 19, verse 5 and 6, would you? Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure. How many wants to be God's special treasure? 
Man, don't you love that? That God wants to treasure you? Well, the first, the first recommendation or the first thing in that is that I will begin to obey the voice of the Lord. How important is God's voice? It was important enough where God says, you will be my treasure or not my treasure. It will be Jehovah Rapha or not Jehovah Rapha. That's pretty important. Now look down at Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 and 2. Now it came to pass, if you diligently obey what? The voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commands which command you, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations, and He'll make you a blessing and shall come and overtake take you because you obey me. Amen. The first qualification is here, heeding the voice of the Lord. Now let me close with this. Jeremiah chapter 7. Jeremiah chapter 7, notice what God said. And this is the one that we'll close with. This is not the end of this subject. And Lord, when we'll come back and talk about this. Because there's so much here that God cares about in hearing His voice. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 22, it says, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. Wow. Heaven's armies. Lord, I need your army to fight for me. I need your army to help me, God. I need your army, God. I need your help, Lord. I need your angels, God. Oh, great God of heaven's armies. Send your angels to help me, God. The God of Israel says, Take your burnt offerings and your other sacrifices and eat them yourselves. He said, because what I'm requiring is more important than sacrifices. Well, Lord, you remember what I gave? Lord, you remember how I didn't miss a church for that whole month. (laughs) Lord, you remember when I sacrificed. Now I need your help, God. Lord says, I'll eat your sacrifices yourself. When I led your ancestors out of Egypt, it was not burnt offerings and sacrifices that I wanted from them. But this is what I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice. You mean, Lord, you weren't wanting all of that sacrifice for me? (laughs) No, that wasn't the most important thing. The most important thing was obeying my voice. Getting up every morning, asking me and let me talk to you. Get up every morning, ask me questions, and let me talk to you. But Lord, what if I'm like Samuel? You know, the Bible says, Lord, that he didn't understand when you was talking to him. And the Lord says, I know. I had to teach Samuel. And I'm going to have to teach you. I'm going to have to teach you how to be able to know my voice and to hear my voice because that's the most important thing for heaven's armies coming to your rescue. We try to complicate it, don't we? We try to make it be so complicated. And the Lord says, hear and obey. For there's no other way. Hear and obey. For there's no other way. That's what the song says. Hear and obey. For there's no other way.
other way to live victorious in Jesus. So if my life is going to ever be what God wants it to be, if it's ever going to happen for me what God wants to do for me, I've got to hear, I've got to obey. First thing I've got to do, I've got to give my life to Scripture. That means every day. Every day. And as I give myself to Scripture and I begin to ask God questions, then He'll begin to speak to me. And then He'll begin to train me, just like He did Samuel. He'll train us what His voice sounds like. And then out of that voice will come heaven's armies. <laughs> Oh, we try to make it so hard, don't we? You know, one of the most wonderful ways to hear the Lord is just in moments of worship. And, you know, I found out that it doesn't take long either. Just a moment, just a moment of worship with God can cause His voice to come. Who here needs an answer from the Lord today? Would you just stand with me right now if you're, if you're going through a thing where you need the voice of the Lord? We're going to spend just a quick minute, about 15 seconds, and just going to worship the Lord. We're just going to ask God. Now, Lord, I, I just told these people, Lord, that you wanted to talk to them. Lord, I just shared with your precious children that you wanted to say a word into their life. So I want you, if you would, go. the Bible said, remember when he said, call unto me, he said, ask me. So go ahead and ask the Lord the question that you need. Lord, what do I do? Do I do this? Do I hire that person, Lord? Do I not hire that person? Do I, what do I do, Lord? Ask him your question. Ask the Lord your question. Ask the Lord your question. Now take your little arms. Take your little arms from the position of asking to a position of worship. If you like. And then listen. that feel that the answer of the Lord came. Uh, take your hands into praise position. If you feel like the Lord spoke to your heart, then turn your hands around and put them in a praise position. Just raise them up in thanksgiving. 
just raise them up in a thanksgiving if you feel like the Lord spoke to your heart. biggest lie that the devil told into my life that tried to rule every part of my life was a lie that said I wasn't worth being loved. And almost everything that happened to me and everything that walked through me for the first many years of my life, that's, that was reinforced. That's why I can always tell the Lord, because the first thing he always tells me is, Jerry, I love you. <laughs> and you know what I found out? That being loved by the Lord, you don't worry about being loved by anybody else. <laughs> if you love by the best, you love by the best. <laughs> oh, praise God. Oh, the Lord is good. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause and praise today. Oh, Lord, we thank you so much. And we give you praise, God. God bless you. You have a great week. And you use this week to, to allow the Lord to train you, okay? Learn to hear the voice of the Lord in a much greater way. I love you. God bless you.